you know, I stopped listening to you guys a long time ago, and my life has just been fan-fucking-tastic. Oh yeah, my favorite podcast is the Sick and Wrong Podcast, cause it's a very good podcast, oh yeah, 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 it's a funny, 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 funny show. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, E. Simon. And oi, I'm Harrison. Harrison's pouring rain outside. It I'm is. amazed you made it over here in one I place. know. I don't know what's going on. The wa- there's water falling from the sky. I was like, what's happening? It, it's what just is funny. Going on here? It, what is it's this? funny in LA. I'm sure we've talked about this before, but in yeah. LA, it's like when it rains. It pours. It seldom ra- but it seldom ah, rains. So when yeah. it does rain, People lose their shit. People lose their collective minds. Yeah. They can't remember how to drive. It's it's a nightmare. Just going down the fucking street. They crash their car into a wall, just out of like they don't know what's happening. I you know I don't know what it is. Like, I mean, God is crying. Ah, how often crash. does it really rain in L.A.? I don't know, man, but it pours. Well, man, this, it pours. It's right? but it's the city's not equipped for it. Like I don't no. think we we don't have proper drainage, ditches, or whatever sewers. It's just it's not equipped for rain. No. And when it does rain, people lose their shit. I went down the street just to go to Rite Aid, and I had to go uh, stop at the cleaners. On the way back, it took me twenty five minutes. You were already here. You yeah. got here. You're yeah. calling. You're like, hey, I'm outside. I'm like, I'm not back yet. Yeah. I'm not back because I can't fucking drive down the street because there's too many people just freaking out. But yeah. there was an Asian lady in front of me. I, you know, at first I was like, oh, she's an Asian lady. You know, maybe uh, you know, she, she doesn't drive at the same level as most other okay. you know, like drivers. I don't mean to sound racist there. But I live too in late. K-Town. Mm. There's a lot of shitty drivers here. Mm. And uh, she was going three miles an hour mm. up Western. Yeah. Because she was so nervous about the yeah. rain. I could imagine. What if it snowed here? People would fucking die. I, I want to see it happen scale. once. Yeah. It, oh my god, people would be spinning out of control. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's. I mean, it's just. It's a desert. It's a desert. Because if you're from a place where it snows, you're just like, yeah, just drive on the highway, and you know, sometimes you'll get caught in an ice thing, and you're just like, eh, you get kind of scared, but you know, you've done it a lot. You know, yeah. you kind of ride it out. Well, I mean, I I grew up driving yeah. in snow. I mean, sure, so did yeah. you? Yeah. Did you ever actually get into any kind of like uh, any kind of accidents or snow related accidents? Like slide into a ditch or anything? I've slid into like a guardrail, but like tapped it. You know, like bare, like just like lost control of the car for quite a bit of time, and then hit a guardrail, but like barely. But yeah, Ping. just barely. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Uh, I spun around. Like that, I that did would a happen 360 a lot, on the highway once because it was raining. That happened to me once. Just pouring rain? Yeah. What, were you just going like, like 100 miles around. an hour or something? I don't know what I was doing. Something stupid. <laughs> but I spun around in a 360 and then was just miraculously fine and just kept going. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's scary. So, uh-huh. Now, I, I remember one time uh, I was driving. I was living in Chicago then. It was after I graduated. It was probably like 1999 mm. or something. Mm. And uh, 
My, uh, yeah, not that long ago. I think yeah. a lot of our listeners weren't even born yet. Yeah. Um, but anyway, my girlfriend lived in Ann Arbor. I was living in Chicago. It was yeah. my birthday. Yeah. And it was like January. So it's fucking just snow everywhere. It sucked. I'm driving through it, trying to get, you know, it's about four hours to drive to Ann Arbor from Chicago. I'm driving along in the snow. It's just, it's almost like, what they call it? They called it a whiteout when it was just too yeah. snowy to even see. Snow blind. Snow blind. Yeah, I was like literally snow blind. And I'm driving and all of a sudden my car just started skidding. You're supposed to go with the skid, right? You're supposed to like steer in the direction of it. And not break. Right into a ditch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just went right into a ditch and I'm like sitting there. And this is before cell phones. We didn't have that Mm. kind of technology then. Um, Maybe they did. I, I didn't. Um, but anyway, I was just sitting in this ditch and then, then my car is just kind of like, uh, is stuck in it. It's probably about four feet of snowy water. Yeah. And so then I'm like, well, my car's fucked now. And I get out and I notice like eight other cars in the same ditch. Yeah. And so then I'm like, well, great. Now I got to walk to a gas station. Yeah. This is how bad it sucks living in Michigan or any city or any area that snows. Walk all the way to the gas station, call AAA to get them to come tow the car out. And they're like, yeah, it's probably going to be about 12 hours. <laughs> so then I went to like a waffle house yeah. and just sat there for 12 hours on my birthday. Oh. Yeah. That's rough. Uh, yeah, I like called my girlfriend. I'm like, yeah, hey, I'm not going to see it till tomorrow mm. if my car even works. Yeah. And you know, miraculously, even though it was in the water, it still worked. Because, you know, doesn't that sometimes fry the engine? Yeah, the sometimes. Car wet? Yeah. Somehow it didn't It didn't kill the car. Yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised. But anyway, you just, know, one that, time I was, I was um, back when I was doing a lot of meth, I was driving on the highway with a friend of mine who was also on a lot of meth. And we, I take an exit and he's like... What are you doing? You're going down the wrong way. And I totally wasn't going down the wrong way. But as soon as he said that, I looked and I hallucinated that I was going down the wrong way. So did you flip and around I'm, and go I, the actual I wrong way? I started to do that. <laughs> I flipped around, but I only I only got like 45 degrees and then I'm facing the wall of the of the um, off ramp and then I almost drive directly into the wall of the off ramp because I'm insane <laughs> and I stop right before that and there's a guy behind me like what the fuck is this moron dude I straighten out and I'm like no you no you're wrong and then I like got my perspective back and then I drove properly off the off ramp <laughs> it happens yeah. I mean it can happen yeah. I mean that, that's the thing you kind of get you know you get used to driving in those inclement weather situations right and you, you learn how to you know go i mean i've been driving that since i learned to drive like i was 16 here it rains for four hours and everybody just doesn't remember how to drive everyone freaks out yeah maybe that's maybe that just goes to uh, prove that we are not amphibious beings no we're not am- we're not built to be amphibious i think that might be the problem which is surprising to me because why would a movie about an amphibious being do so well at the Oscars? Um, oh, because everyone in the Oscars who votes is from Southern California. They're all from L.A. Yeah. That's why yeah. I, it's like you'd think they would see that and be like, we're not amphibious creatures. We don't want to have sex with them. But yet they vote for Shape of Water to win. I, you know, I guess they have dreams of, of you know, more moist skin. You know? you <laughs> were you upset when here. you were watching that? Were you just you like, this is an outrage. I want a darkest hour to win. I didn't watch the Oscars. I don't care. <laughs> and I don't think America cares because most of the movies that are on the Oscars, most people don't fucking even see. So it's it's just a... You know, it, it's funny because, uh, you know, actually, to be honest... It's a I self-congratulatory, like to- masturbatory exercise of the elite, in my opinion. 
in my Bolshevistic opinion. You know, Fox News was saying that it was uh, Jimmy Kimmel hosted the lowest ratings Oscars yet. The lowest rated Oscars yet. Yeah, I think that's just because of, you know, the internet and the decline of television. Well, I think of course it's the lowest every year. It's the lowest rated Oscars yet because of fucking people don't watch TV anymore, motherfuckers. Well, the, 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 the reason being is TV. We have Netflix. Yeah, we have Hulu. We yeah. have better things to do than right. to sit and watch the Oscars. Except in LA, you walk around my neighborhood. Motherfuckers are in tuxedos. They're at house parties. Oh, yeah, here I'm laughing. LA. This yeah. is the only place I've ever lived where fucking you know straight men give a fuck about the oscars <laughs> it's ridiculous sorry well what, i thought you used to love the tonys back when you lived in the oh, east coast oh absolutely <laughs> i mean don't even that harvey Farstein is delightful but it was it was funny though because shape yeah. of water is a yeah. sci-fi movie fantasy water you yeah. know it's it's about a a mute uh who has sex with a fish creature right an amphibious man but uh and people were upset that that movie swept. It didn't sweep the Oscars, but it won mm. Best Picture and it mm. won Best Director for Del Toro. Sure. Um, who's not a Mexican, by the way. Yeah, I know. Everyone <laughs> thinks he is. He's not. He's from Spain. Nobody knows this. Not a Mexican, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so a lot of people were upset because they're like, Dunkirk should have won. Darkest Hour. And, and those are movies traditionally that do win. They're Oscar bait. You know? Oscar bait, you know. They which, weren't that great, though. You know, yeah, I was, Dunkirk, I thought was kind of look cool. I wasn't really that into the story. Dunkirk was probably, it was well done. Probably one of the most boring World War II movies yeah, I've ever seen. I thought so too. Yeah. It's just like, get these guys off the idiots island. waiting around. And to be yeah. honest, I thought you could just kind of like, sort of uh, mash up Darkest Hour with Dunkirk and you could have, it would have been fine. It's, it's the same, the same era. Shit. Yeah. You know, you could have, you know, cut yeah. to the Dunkirk scene then go yeah. back to Winston Churchill. I mean, it's right. not that big of a deal. Yeah. So I was actually kind of surprised that uh, Shape of Water beat those two because those are typical Oscar bait. But, um, but Get Out, I kind of like that movie a lot. I thought that was cool. I thought it was cool. I thought what it won for was extremely appropriate. Yeah, I mean, that's the original, original screenplay, screenplay which, is, which is very Best original. picture? Nah. I don't know. I mean, yeah. Shape of Water, I wouldn't have said is best picture either. I mean, Shape of Water is basically Splash, but with like fish dicks. Yeah, but there's a lot of it, there's a lot of archetypes in it. There's a lot of good character development. There's a lot of good fucking art direction. The art direction is amazing. Oh, yeah. That was, you know, that was it touches on a lot of shit. It touches on a lot of shit. <laughs> it, I thought, it, I mean, it wasn't one of my favorite movies of the year, but I, it was good. You know, I quite, I was pleasantly surprised. I was a little surprised too that a movie with actual inner species mm. sex would mm. win the Oscar. And that, that was the best part about that movie. And uh, I'm sorry if this is a, um, a spoiler here. People mm. haven't seen it, but yeah, they end up fucking. Right. And uh, watching that movie, that was a suspenseful part about it. Cause like, are they going to, cause I mean, there was a lot of stuff going on in that movie. Russians, Americans is set during the cold war and they're trying to build suspense with the, you know, with the, with the plot. But I was thinking the whole thing with me, I was on the edge of my seat being like, hmm. is she going to suck his fish dick? Yeah. And how is this going to happen? And they even explained it. Yeah. I gotta say that it's the only film that I've ever seen that has a, a stealth, Sequence set the Carmen Miranda, so I was pretty happy with that. Yeah, that you know? is true. Yeah, yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, um, I mean, it was because I've I've I'm seen all of Del Toro's films, and this is definitely like the most mass appeal film that he's ever done. I uh, yeah, commercially even viable than, film, even more than Hellboy. Because Hellboy was commercially viable, but this is appeals to more people, more well, yeah, demographics. It's a love story, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and also yeah. it kind of had that same type of appeal that like Junea Caro movies do, like Amelie. Yeah. You know, and Amelie is just kind of like this twee appeal that everybody loves. Mm. 
And I think this movie kind of encapsulated that as well. But you know one person who didn't like that movie? Who? And I was surprised he didn't like that movie. You think I mm. I would think he'd be watching that movie, you know, by himself in a right. room with a tub of Vaseline. Is uh, the guy who wrote that book, Wet Goddess, about having uh, a memoir about having sex with a dolphin, oh. didn't like the movie. Too close to home. <laughs> you know? So um, Malcolm Brenner, uh, in 2010, he released an autobiographical novel called The Wet Goddess. Hmm. Uh, and he actually, a, year, a couple of years later, he did a documentary called Dolphin Lover, which both explored a period in the 70s, which Brenner became famous, the time he fell in love with and consummated that love with a dolphin named Dolly. Oh. Um, and uh, people who have been listening to the show... Uh, I don't know where they go. Uh, <laughs> or, uh, I'm not sure. It's a little bit of both. Yeah, yeah. Um, people who have been listening to the show for a long time might remember that I actually had the guy, interviewed the guy on Sick and Wrong hmm. right after the, uh, the book came out, but before the documentary. Right. And as a matter of fact, not to pat myself on the back here, but uh, I scooped Howard Stern on this one. You bring this up every two weeks. Howard Stern. Somehow. Howard Stern interviewed the guy like maybe two months later after me. Um, But anyway, I I thought that was quite an accomplishment. I didn't even know about this, uh, that that, that he didn't like this book until I got an email from uh, a listener named Angela. She sent me an email on Facebook being like, uh, you should get this guy back on the show. Maybe Mm -hmm. do a Where Are They Now? Because you've been on, you know, been doing the podcast for so long. And so I read this, this review. He was interviewed. In the Huffington Post about his feelings about, you know, Shape of Water winning an Oscar. And surprisingly, he did not like the movie. Okay. Yeah. And the, 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 the whole interview is hilarious. Hmm. Um, so anyway, she, the, uh, the uh, author here is going into it, gives a little bit of, uh, or the, the reporter gives a little bit of background into, uh, uh, into Brenner's relationship with Dolly and how he met her. And ju- just to recap, he was working at, or I guess he was working as like a photography student at this defunct theme park that was kind of like uh, SeaWorld, but it was called Florida Land. Oh it was my. near Sarasota. Wow, that sounds he great. He was taking photos for a book about a dolphin show. That would be like if you and I opened a theme park. Yeah. That's what it would be. <laughs> Florida Land. Yeah. Um, and back then, you could just get in the pool with dolphins. And he said this uh, female dolphin... Would uh, just took a shine to him, began courting him, and would right. rub up against him. He would masturbate on his foot. Mm. He pushed her away. And eventually, he said he just gave in, and uh, you know, you persist. If you're persistent enough, your sexual partner will give in. Um, <laughs> just relent. So uh, it's a good go. message for the <laughs> Me Too era, guys. <laughs> so great. he consummated yeah. the relationship. He was vertical; she was horizontal. Okay. If you could picture that as a perpendicular mm-hmm. type of position there. Sure. Um, and then I said, able to master that. It's a rough one, I feel. I don't know. It's hard I thought I thought they were mm. both horizontal when I yeah. but I guess okay. it's a while. You know, he did say that the dolphin, female dolphins have very similar genitalia to uh, human women. Sure. Which I, I guess I don't know because I've never really seen a dolphin yeah. vagina, but maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, the the reporter, penises are pretty similar, aren't they? Kind of. I don't think so. I think they oh. come out, aren't they? Like, well, they come out, but they look the same. No, yeah. I think they're like little red weird tubes. Like, I don't think yeah. they're... So are dicks. You ever kind of. Uncircumcised dicks? Aren't they like a like... proboscis? Aren't they like this thing that kind of comes into like a like a, like a a conical shape? Isn't that what it is? I don't know. I, I, I forget. Know. I, I'm f- just, I forget. Just throwing things against the wall, <laughs> seeing what sticks. I don't know, man. You know? So the reporter goes on to say that Brenner, 
is a thinking person zoo file. He draws a, a careful yeah. distinction between zoo files and mere bestialists, hmm. uh, noting in the in the documentary that the latter might just have sex with an animal and walk away, hmm. while the former is a person who has tender or caring emotions for their animal partner. Ugh. So there's a difference there. Yeah, there's definitely a difference. Um, he also draws a parallel between current anti-bestiality laws and the anti-miscegenation laws of the 19th, uh, early, of the 19th and 20th centuries. Oh, great. Yeah, he says, 150 years ago, black people were considered a de- degenerate subspecies of the human being. And I'm hoping that in a more enlightened future, zoophilia will be no, will be no more regarded as controversial or harmful than interracial sex is today. Hmm. So you would think a movie like Shape of Water, winning an Oscar... That's showing, you know, uh, sex between a human and a and a amphibious creature. You'd think that would be a personal triumph for him, yeah. Because we're like, you know, uh, becoming more enlightened. So overall impression, you said it was a as a nice romantic fantasy. He thought it was enjoyable. He thought it was a little long, especially toward the end, which is a flaw of a lot of modern movies. So he says um, he thinks he'd be better off if he could just stuck to a ninety minutes. I don't remember how long that movie was. Yeah, I don't remember either. I think it was two hours. Probably. Was it two hours? Yeah. I, you know, do you think most movies now are kind of long? Yes, I do. I think Marvel movies are exceedingly long. They are getting there, yeah. For for some reason, which yeah. you don't need it. No. Because almost, they almost have the same like three-act structure. <laughs> yeah. But they're, they're very long. Maybe it's because I think people want feel like they, they, they need a three-hour movie or they don't get their money's worth or something. I think so. Is I that think how that it happens, is? yeah. Yeah, God. Ever since Lord of the Rings, ah, dude, those are so. That mm. was such a difficult movie to watch. Yeah, well, mainly because I like to drink beer mm. when I'm watching a movie, so I like sneak in like a you know like a 24 ounce can. It was impossible not to go to the bathroom. Sure, yeah. Doing that. It was like three and a half hours. Well, what are you gonna miss? A fucking tree smoking a pipe? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, you're not gonna miss anything. It's fine. That's true. Yeah. Um. So the reporter goes on to ask him, a lot of people have focused almost entirely on the fact that the movie depicts Elisa having sex with this fish man. I'm curious as to what your reaction is. He said, it seems sort of natural to me given their relationship. Although I must say, I find a dolphin a lot more sexy than whatever that thing was. All right. You know, it's, well, I mean, uh, it's, it's interesting. This dolphin looks, I mean, at least that thing looked like a fucking person, kind of. Well, that's, humanoid. that's his problem with it. Okay. okay. He, so he says, uh, the fact that this one best picture, that's astonishing. It just shows to what degree it really is fantasy. And the reporter's like, what do you mean? Why do, why do you say that? He said, because I don't think, um, I'm, he goes, there was a documentary made a couple of years ago, and I'm just trying to remember what the name of it. It was called Zoo. And it was about an incident where a Boeing engineer went out to the zoo farm in the country and got buggered by a stallion and died. Hmm. And though that was a very artsy movie in the way it dealt with the subject, it, it was still, I think, a quadruped. The okay. horse. Goes. So as long, as long as apparently the object of your desire is a featherless biped... We're not going to let a few gills or skills stand in the way of true romance, seems to be Hollywood's dictum. Quadrupeds? No. Animals with flukes? No. But if it looks like a man, it will win an Oscar. Also, it's... it's <laughs> the fuck? It's sentient, too. It's pretty clear, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, that's, that is the difference. Well, wait, this is a good debate to have because it's like, you know, apes can learn sign language. Does that mean you should fuck them? I don't know. <laughs> If they can actually sign language, like, sure, fuck me. 
with this, you know, the orangutan does the sign language. Yeah, Coco like, the gorilla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe that are they considered beasts at that point? I don't know. That's a great question. But the the fish man in this mm. movie was a sentient creature. Yeah. I mean, well, it, it, again, as definitely at least as sentient as an ape. No, but this thing language. really did communicate with her. Apes do sign language too, man. They do. I guess that's the problem. You know? um, <laughs> the reporter goes, you said you find dolphins a lot sexier. Is there a specific quality about dolphins that's more appealing to you than the fish man? And he <laughs> says the whole concept of a guild man uh, comes from the fact that they didn't have CGI in the 50s and they wanted to make Creature from the Black Lagoon. They had to use a guy in a rubber suit. This dictates a sort of anthropomorphic form to the creature. And what I find sexy is a dolphin because a dolphin's form is non-anthropomorphic. They're sleek, they're smooth. Um, he also goes on to... Well, like, well, but if they did have CGI in the 50s, what, what would the creature from the Black Lagoon have looked like in his mind? I think it more like a monster is what he's saying. Like, not, not a man. And they anthropomorphize the animal, which made it okay. Well, the, in, even the original movie, he's the, the creature from the Black Lagoon is in love with the woman, you know? He probably wouldn't be if he was just a fucking tentacle monster, you know? I mean, well, maybe, but I mean, yeah. it's, but I, I don't All think right, they would ever have example. any kind of romance. That tentacle monster is a bad example. In this, <laughs> yeah, yeah Cthulhu. Yeah, Tente. Um, you know? He goes on into yeah. detail to uh, describe the dolphin mm. and the what goddess. It's actually in the movie, in the documentary, mm. they called it Dolly, but the, he turned the character, the actual dolphin's called Ruby in the what goddess. He says dolphins can be very discriminating and very delicate and gentle with a human being when she would open her mouth and run her teeth along his arms and legs the hair on the back of his neck stood up it was amazing jesus <laughs> that's pretty romantic yeah um so uh the, the re- flipper ever had sex with jessica alba just jessica alba was in the original flipper did they remake flipper they remade flipper did they yeah i didn't know she that was on the- do you think it would have won an Oscar? <laughs> uh, no. No. So the reporter says, does the fact that Dolly was a female have anything to do with your attraction to her? Do you, would you, are you attracted to male dolphins? And he says, I'm not sexually attracted to male dolphins. Hmm. Uh, as an adult, I'm a heterosexual, although I cross species lines. So he says he wrote in his memoir that there was a time in his life where he would jerk off to the family dog, which was a male oh, poodle. Man. Yeah. So Here I don't know go. if uh, that's gay or not. Here we go. He says it wasn't because he was gay. It was because his excitement got me, uh, the excitement of the whole situation for the dog got it very, got him very excited. He found it pleasurable, pleasurable for the both of them, hmm. this whole experience. If the female poodle had been as responsive as he was, I probably would have been boinking her. So it's okay to, for him to masturbate. How was the male poodle a- responsive? Maybe Red Rocket came out. Okay. I, don't, I don't know. And they just ate the semen, but all, they all do that. <laughs> they don't care. They all eat stuff. It doesn't say that. Yeah. It says that he was uh, jerking off to the family dog. So I don't. Mm. I'm not quite sure what that means. Jerking. So was the dog sitting on his lap and he was masturbating, or was the dog mm. sitting across the room? For, how do you jerk off to the family That's dog? Weird. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't Brain know. with a tennis ball or something. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm not sure. Like was yeah. he? I mean, was was there any genital to give dog it, contact? Give it, and then he's just like fucking furiously wanking it. But the, the uh, funny thing about it, he's saying though, he would never consider boinking the male dog because that's gay, and he's right. not gay. Okay, 
But uh, if the female poodle had been responsive, <laughs> she just got bored when he pulled his dick out. I was like, yeah, all right. No, you're not my type. Yeah. yeah. He'd have been boinking that. I, I'm not I'm not gay. I'm just a criminally deviant monster. <laughs> Let's make that distinction right now. Thank you. He says what he was really attracted to with a dolphin was her attention and the intellectual ways that she challenged him, not her appearance. What? <laughs> I don't know. I don't what know. did what she did... give him the crossword or something? Like, what is the? How did she fucking intellectually challenge him? I connect four. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. sure. Mm, I, I, no. <laughs> I'm not quite sure how that happened. Oh, you sunk my battleship, Dolly. <laughs> mm. He says, uh, "I'm sure a lot of the good liberals who criticized him for making love with the dolphin love the movie Shape of Water because the hero's a featherless biped, and if the asset had been a dolphin." You know, not some fish man creature from the South America. It wouldn't have been anywhere near as popular. Do you agree? Yeah, I definitely agree. So you think the fish man? It's a fish man, yeah. That, that's what it did makes it. it palatable. What What if it was a fish woman and Michael Shannon ended up like bending it over and just fucking it? That'd be a little harder to, I think, for people to swallow. Just because it's a fish woman, you yeah. think he's taking advantage of it? Yeah. Yeah. So, but the but the fact is, a fish man. Yep. He's the, 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 that's, that's is that right? right? I don't know, but I'm just saying in the the current climate, it's, the it's, it's climate, a better way to yeah. go, you know. So women can have sex with fish men, but mm. men can't have sex with fish women. Is this what you're trying to say? Well, it depends if they can talk. If it's Daryl <laughs> Hannah from Splash, then but, I think you can do it. You know, I brought that up with uh, I was talking to somebody especially about this. if like you know they don't actually have vaginas. Because they just have fish, you know. Cloacas. So, yeah. So, it's just like maybe you're just jerking off on their eggs after that, you know? <laughs> like a, like like how fish actually have sex. You know, I brought you're this up. You're just jerking up. off on the fucking eggs. I brought this up with someone yeah. at work because I was saying, yeah. you know, Shape of Water is kind of like Splash but with sex. And this girl at work was like, now there's lots of sex in Splash. They had sex all the time. Hmm. And I was thinking, it's been a long time since I've seen the movie Splash. Right. Did they have sex? Daryl Hannah and Tom Hanks. I don't remember the movie. Was she? She wasn't in Mermaid. They have sex in Mannequin. I bet you probably because no. But but what I'm saying is, she could become a human, right? When she was out of water. So maybe they did have sex when she was in human form. But I don't recall Tom Hanks, Hmm. you know, boning her when she had the fishtail. Yeah. But maybe they did. I'm not quite sure. Maybe. Um. Dear God. So uh, she was saying, does it bother you? The reporter goes on to say, does it bother you that people seem only seem to find this type of relationship between a, a human and a fish person when it's fantasy or an allegory? And do you think there will be a day when that changes? And he says, of course it bothers He gets actually pretty upset. Mm-hmm. He's very bothered because of course it bothers me. I don't like people threatening to go Lorena bobbing on me because I made love with a dolphin. So what, people are threatening to cut his dick off? I guess so. Because he's a, he's a freak? Maybe. He says that uh, I can't see that my laws that... I can't see that my boffing my dog has any effect on society, good or ill, as long as I'm not hurting her or abusing her. Laws against animal cruelty ought to be sufficient without criminalizing the act of interspecies sex, which organizations like PETA are trying to do. How is boffing your dog not abusing her? I think that's the thing that's up for debate. I think most people believe that yeah, animals can't consent to sex with humans. 
Exactly. You know? I mean, I, yeah. I guess the one thing, I remember Wackley yeah. used to always say this when he talked about bestiality. Yeah. If it's a male dog fucking a human, yeah. that might not really be abuse because the dog yeah. is just doing what's naturally programmed right. to do. Sure. But you shoving your cock up that dog's vagina, yeah. that's not natural. No. That's very unnatural yeah. for the dog. Yeah. So plus I think that would be abuse. Plus there's a power dynamic at play, right? <laughs> Much like in whatever. Much like Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're going to Harvey Weinstein yeah. that dog? <laughs> <laughs> Jerk off on its bone afterwards? Yeah. That's terrible. Um, uh, I promised to take it to the park afterwards. <laughs> and then I never delivered on that promise, you know? So um, the reporter goes on to say, "Do you see this movie, yeah. Shape of Water, as a step toward acceptance at all?" And uh, he and he says, "No." He says, uh, "Malcolm Brenner says I don't see it as a step toward acceptance. It's it's so obviously a fantasy that most people won't carry the goodwill over to zoo files like me." No. Ask me again when I've signed a film contract for the Wet Goddess. But no. I want to be clear about one thing: I didn't write Wet Goddess for zoo files. I wrote it for the dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure the dolphins love your book. Yeah, you weirdo. <laughs> Jesus, that's stupid. That, that was the funniest thing about that guy is I don't know. Before I did the interview with him, he was on I want to say like Bubba the Love Sponges show sure, or something, yeah. and those guys went full morning radio on him. Like they were playing like sounds of dogs having yeah. sex in the background, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you know other like dolphin noises, like. Yeah. Eh! Like yeah. every time he was talking and like a jerking off sound with a dolphin yeah. noise. And so he was really offended. Yeah. And so when I contacted him and he saw the name of the show, he's like, I know what you're up to. You're going to do the same thing that Bubble Love Sponge. And I was like, no, I did my whole spiel. Like, no, I'm actually a very considerate person. Right. You know, with a degree of empathy here, even though I, I, I don't find dolphins as, uh, attractive. But that was like saying, I'm respectful, blah, blah, blah. And he listens to some shows. He agreed to come on. But he had one stipulation. Hmm. I can't ask him about sex with any other animals. Fair Only enough. dolphins. Yeah. And I was like, not even squirrels? And he was like, no. I said, no other animals. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Because those, the, you know, I mean, it makes some sense. Those pink Amazonian dolphins kind of look like, uh, you know, they kind of look like white people. and girls. <laughs> I was just going to say white people, but hey. Pink Amazonian dolphins. Okay. Yeah, but you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, no, I've, yeah, I've okay. seen those okay, things. Okay. I, don't, I still don't, yeah. they don't give me a boner, if that's what you're asking. They don't, they don't like, make my penis too messant. It doesn't make me I'll rise down there. I'll send you a video <laughs> after the show. So, okay, mm. you're, you're a kind of sexually adventurous guy. Mm. Have you ever been attracted to any animal? No. Or have you ever found any animal even remotely attractive? No. Not even, like, uh, what does like penguins? Chitara from the Thundercats count? <laughs> It's a good question. Actually. I've been attracted to animal-human hybrids. Yeah, that's, I like that's, her, like Chitara. So what about Planet of the Apes? I would. You would uh, go Zira, there. Zira, Zira. You know the chimpanzee scientist, the female. Oh chimpanzee. yeah, yeah. I'm not attracted to her, but for the story, I'd probably give it a give it a good go. Would you? A would college you, try? You know. Would you have a mutual masturbation session with Doctor Zayas? Yeah. Cause, cause be, just because it'd be hilarious. Because he'd be like, oh, 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 oh. Taylor, you can't. Oh, 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 oh. 
That's a disturbing mental image. I apologize in advance, people. <laughs> On that note, I'm going to stop Harrison's fantasy right here. Right. Uh, people, this is episode 625 here. Stick it wrong. We have news coming up next. And uh, we have phone calls a little bit later in the show. But first, here's a word about our Patreon page. Do you need more sick and wrong in your life? Do you need one more news story to make you feel normal? Are three phone calls barely enough to feed the raging beast of desire? Well, then it's time for you to get the help you need and become a sick and wrong patron. Sign up at patreon.com slash sick and wrong and you'll have access to exclusive Patreon only content such as news stories, extra phone calls, and much, much more. Become a patron today and help us make a better sick and wrong for tomorrow. That's patreon.com slash sick and wrong. So the first story we have here is kind of like the UK version of the Aziz and Zari story, Me Too story that just recently came out. Okay. So you know how the Aziz and Zari just was kind of clueless and sort of met this girl and they came back to have sex and it just ended up being a really shitty date. Right. And he wasn't very good at sex. This is like the UK version of that. Okay. A man accused of putting his finger in a woman's anus during consensual sex has been found not guilty. Hmm. So apparently that, uh, that actually went all the way to trial here for this sexual yeah. assault trial. Um, I've always thought that was a pretty normal sex thing to do right it is finger in the butt it is normal very normal yeah, yeah i thought yeah, it was normal yeah i think in an ideal situation you'd kind of creep it up a little bit the finger rather than just like whoa hello oh, well, then, you know, yeah yeah i don't like creep it up a little bit so that there's an opportunity to be like hey whoa, 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 you know i usually like uh you know mm-hmm. massage the ring before right, and sure, just sure. And, you know a little tip and then a little yeah. bit more i don't just shove it right in yeah um, if you ever actually, the, the reverse is kind of funny when, uh, have you ever had that happen with a, with a girl shoving her finger in your ass? Oh, sure. Unannounced? Yeah. See that, I blame the freaky ex-boyfriend for that. Mm. Cause it's kind of like, you know, a lot of girls, mm. you know, especially younger girls, they learn what their ex-boyfriend liked and that's kind right. of part of their sexual repertoire. And so, you know, their ex-boyfriend probably liked to fucking two fingers up his ass or whatever. And she, she thinks the next guy yeah, yeah, would be yeah. down with that. So I've had that happen. When it's like a girl's like sitting down there, you know, mm-hmm. sucking your dick, goes down to the balls. Next thing you know, it's like, whoa, okay. Yeah. I wasn't I wasn't expecting that. Right. I'm not going to be like, I'm filing a sexual assault um, accusation against you. Yeah. But I would be, you know, like, hey, yeah, yeah. Nah, get your hand out of there. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Not, not that into it. But if and they, you know, but if if the girl was like, "Hey, not into it either," of course you pull your finger out. You don't just keep it in there, right? Maybe that's this uh, UK guy's problem. Maybe that's the problem of men in the UK. They don't know when to take their fingers out of a woman's anus. That's true. That might be the problem. Absolutely. Just ask Megan Markle about that. <laughs> Scott Howard was cleared of sexual assault by a jury at Leeds Crown Court on Wednesday. The court heard how the 26-year-old went for a drink at the woman's home in Huddersfield after having a chat on Facebook. She alleged that after they began having sex, this has happened in March last year, he assaulted her while she was on top of him. The prosecutor, Richard Woodfall, said she agreed to have sexual intercourse with him. So this was a consensual sex act. Uh, it took a jury of six men and six women just two hours and one minute to unanimously acquit Scott Howard of, of assault by penetration. Mm. 
Uh, Scott Howard was accused of putting his finger up the woman's bottom. In doing that act, he then put his finger up her bottom. It was painful, and she told him to stop. Okay. Um, it's not like he pulled it out and put it in her mouth afterwards. Right, I don't understand. Yeah, How yeah. was this assault? <laughs> Wait, so she said stop, but he did? She, okay. Um, she said that this went on for several minutes. Mm. Like the finger was in her ass for several mm. minutes. Mm. Until the woman just got off the defendant. Mm. And so she must, they must have been like, either she was on top of him or on a couch or something, I'm thinking. Mm. Like they were probably seated. And then she jumped on top of him. They're having sex. And, you know, he reaches around, shoves his finger up her ass. Probably didn't massage the ring piece first. Probably just shoved it right in. Yeah. Um, but then she told him to stop and didn't take it out. Um, asking why he did not. She, she, oh, she jumped off the defendant and asked him, why didn't you stop? Uh, she claimed the defendant immediately denied putting his finger in her and even denied having sex with her, adding, he was like trying to convince me that nothing had happened and that I was going totally crazy. <laughs> I'm not sure if that line of line of defense would be very effective. No, no. I mean, she was on top of him. What are you talking about? <laughs> Who are you? What are you doing in my house? Who am I? That's you know, not a condom. Yeah, play dumb. <laughs> That's a balloon. Yeah. And uh, no, I, I, I don't have an erection. I'm wearing my pants right now. It's like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm supportive of that whole, like, if you're accused of a crime by a cop, just deny everything until it's proven, you know, right. beyond a reasonable doubt that yeah. you're guilty. But in this case, it's, it's pretty evident that they're having sex. Mm. You know, I don't, I don't know if that works. I mean, you could say that, uh, you know, he was just trying to, like, reach around and accidentally it slipped in or was something. Was it the first time they ever had sex? Yeah, first time. Okay. I actually, you know, to be honest, it's a good question. I don't think finger in the butt's a good thing to do the first time you have sex. I don't either. I think finger in the butt maybe. I don't either, yeah. Eh, next time, third right. time or something. Yeah. Yep. You know, unless you know the girl, you probably don't want to shove your finger up her ass. Yeah. On the first date, you yeah. know. Um, she also claimed that Mr. Howard told her he had recently ended a long-term relationship and had been trying to convince her to have sex for hours. Oh, my. So she eventually was just like, fuck it. Mm. I'll have sex with you if you just mm. shut the fuck mm. up. Just stop talking about your ex. Let's have sex. And then he, he like blindsides her with a finger in the ass, mm. adding insult to injury over here. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of guys that do that, though, um, who just badger the woman until eventually she's just like okay like let's just have sex just shut the fuck up i i'm not one of those guys like if you know i'm I'm like i'll pick up on like visual cues you know if the girl's going back to my place and she's into it i'm not gonna sit there just like you want to have sex now how about now you have sex now yeah and then wait a half hour and be like so we're gonna have sex yet like it's if you have to keep asking like that's probably not gonna happen yeah, I mean, if I have to put up even like more than just like a minimal effort, I'm out. You know? Yeah. It, it, usually with me, mm. it's like overwhelmingly obvious that we're going to have sex. Like yeah. we're, you know, we went out drinking, we're back at my house, we're making out, we're mm. getting naked. Yeah. Probably going to end up boning. Sure. You know, that's what's going to happen here. It's not like we're back at my house and I'm going to be begging her for the next three hours right. uh, to have sex with me while I'm talking about my relationship <laughs> that just ended. Please, you know? no. Please, <laughs> no. I'll be your best friend. No. She's, she said she didn't want to. It's just not, she doesn't remember why she got on top of him on the sofa. But she described herself as quite easily influenced. Mm. Yeah. 
She probably loves the Big Bang Theory, this girl. <laughs> and my crazy ex-girlfriend. Yep. Um, two of her favorite shows. The alleged victim, who cannot be identified for legal reasons, had known Howard for years, but they had never been in a relationship. So they actually were friends. Yeah. Um, so they're crossing into the friends of benefits here. Probably after he badgered her for hours. Um, during the cross-examination, she said she did not orgasm during the sex of the defendant and that they had only been having sex for about five minutes until it happened. Mm. Finger in the butt. Yeah. Which, you know, to be honest, like this guy got out of a lo- like a long-term relationship. You know, he's probably used to finger in the butt. Because, you know, it's like when, you, when you've been in a long-term relationship with a girl, you got to try new things. Yeah. You know, new things to heighten your passion because it's like you've been fucking the same person for five years. Yeah. So probably the finger in the ass was the one thing that excited him. And so he's trying to use this maneuver on a new sex partner. Backfired. Backfired. From the back door. It didn't, yeah. I mean, it didn't actually backfire. (laughs) That is a thing that can happen sometimes. (laughs) It's coming from experience, people. Uh, John Batchelor here, the defense attorney, said, uh, but then your mood suddenly changed when the finger went in the anus. And she replied, yeah, it hurt when he inserted his finger. That's what I don't get. Like, what, what, was he moving it around? Did he have a ring on his finger? Like, what? why would it hurt so bad? Maybe just because he shoved it in all at once? Uh, maybe because they... <laughs> Maybe because they were doing poppers and it was covered in amyl nitrate's <laughs> finger. Yeah, I know that's the thing. It's like you're yeah. asking, uh, yeah. like me and you talking about this. It's like I put like you know lines of cocaine on my finger and shoved it up a yeah. girl's ass. Yeah, it's yeah. like I might not be the the judge. You know, I might not be good for the jury. Right. You know, if a lawyer was going to pick, he probably would eliminate me here. <laughs> um, a little biased. In tears, so she was crying during this cross-examination. She added, normally when you're having sex, you're supposed to stop if someone says, says no. Mm. And that, that I agree. It's like mm. if she was like, don't, you take your finger out of her ass. Right, you don't sure. just leave it in there. Yeah. Um, the lawyer asked the woman if she had even accused Howard of rape afterwards, to which she replied she could not remember. Um, he said, do, do you feel that you were used? And she said, No. So, I mean, she, she agrees it was a consensual sexual encounter, a regrettable one at that. But I don't know why she'd accuse him of sexual assault, though, days later. She'd probably talk to her friends and be like, yeah, he shoved his finger up my bum. And they're just like, what? Does it say her name in the article? No, they won't identify okay, her. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Um, the defense attorney said his client accepted having sex with her, but he said the, he still stands by that the offense never happened. So he's just denying the, the, the finger. So the jury ended up uh, saying he's not guilty to cheers from the public gallery. Wow. When, the, uh, when they deliver the verdict. Cheers. Hmm. Which, which kind of cracks me up. It's like all the lads out there who love shoving their fingers up hmm. a bird's ass are just like cheering like, yeah, I guess we can do that now. Yeah, I mean, the, the one in the pink caucus is, is a very powerful uh, lobbying <laughs> organization So in the UK. Hmm. So apparently it is legal to shove your finger in a girl's ass while having sex in the UK. However, if she says stop, just mm. take your finger out. Exercise discretion while doing Exercise so. discretion, exactly. That's, that's the takeaway of this story. What do you have here for the second story? Well, this one is about the flight from hell. 
Passenger sexually assaults a female flyer, attempts to strangle other women, fights men, and attacks a baby on Russian plane. Jesus Christ, this yeah. is worse than 9-11. It is, yeah. And it's not just a fucking shitty Chuck Norris joke. It's a real <laughs> thing that happened in Russia. So. A passenger- Was it Putin? <laughs> I wish. It sounds like something he How would amazing do. would it be if Putin just kicked the shit out of everybody yeah, on a plane? yeah. yeah. A passenger wreaked havoc on a flight in Russia by sexually assaulting a young woman, trying to strangle several other females and grabbing a child by the neck. (laughs) An unnamed 47-year-old also punched and kicked male passengers and at one point sought to attack a baby on the domestic Siberian Airlines flight from St. Petersburg to Novosibirsk. I don't know how to say that. God, dude, yeah. you're taking your life into your own hands flying a Siberian airline. Siberian airline. Siberian airline. Yeah. That's like as bad as a Mexican airline. Yeah. <laughs> Siberian airline. The violent, foul mouthed man strode up and down the cabin, randomly lashing out at travelers, then sitting ne- down next to them, including terrified women, abusing them and making unprovoked attacks. Don't they? I mean. Do they have seatbelts on these planes, or are you just allowed to walk up and down the Siberian aircraft? Well, on most airplanes, for most of the flight, you're allowed to walk around. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, unless there's turbulence. Do you know, I don't understand, why Why don't flight attendants have tasers? I don't know. But I mean, they, what, doesn't that make sense? Maybe not guns, obviously right. not guns, but like a taser or a stun gun or something. I feel like they'd abuse it. <laughs> just like, yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. giving you any more peanuts. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I can see that happening. Can I have some water? <laughs> the crazed economy class passenger even tried to undress himself in front of shocked and scared travelers, removing his top. Eventually, passengers overpowered him, and crew members constrained him with straps. Pa- oh, man. Yeah. Passenger Stanislav Semenov said, A man on board became violent. His seat was somewhere in the front of the cabin. So he was on 20th row. At first, he just began to walk here and there, swearing all the time, disturbing passengers with questions and being abusive. A steward offered him a seat at the back, but he kept walking up and down and started attacking passengers randomly and beating them. <laughs> Jesus. Then he took seat next to a young woman and began to sexually harass her. He grabbed and pulled hair. Then he switched to a young man, saying something to him, then punching him and striking him with elbow. Did you say he grabbed pube hair? <laughs> I don't know. The accent was thick. He I mean. grabbed and pulled her hair. Oh, Sorry grabbed and pulled her hair. Right, so I yeah, thought he like, actually yeah. grabbed her pube hair. He grabbed hair. her pubic hair. <laughs> <laughs> then, <laughs> then he went and took a seat next to another young man. In little girl who was sitting in front, so he moved forward and grabbed her neck. At that moment, Stuart jumped on him and pushed him away, trying to become new target for him. Next, he went to the man who was sitting in front of me with the baby in his arms. He said to the baby, Hi, little slut! <laughs> <laughs> he called the baby a slut? Yeah. Jesus. Uh-huh. Then he tried to reach child with his arms. Then he switched to me and said he would break my face, so I stood up, took off my glasses, then he attacked and hit me. 
I hit him in return. At this moment, other men rushed to us and blocked him, pushing him down on the vacant seat. The steward ran up with some belts, which we used to tie him until police could deal with him when we landed. Okay, what was this guy on? Like a lot of vodka? He wasn't drunk. He wasn't even drunk? I'm going to get to that, but yeah. He was on like crocodile or whatever it is that they yeah. do out there. Crocodile or whatever that is. I mean, he was on something. He was on something. Jesus yeah. Christ. To so walk up and down and attack just random passengers and to call a baby a slut. Call a baby. A, a slut. A defenseless yeah. baby. Yeah. That baby, how does he even know? Maybe maybe he's a time traveler and he could see in that baby's future and she's like a stripper at the age of like 18. Oh, yeah. That's still slut shaming. <laughs> that is know? slut shaming because yeah. not all strippers are sluts. Believe yeah. me, I know. And not all babies become strippers. No. And not and, and the future is immutable or not immutable or whatever immutable means. I don't know. Well, there's right? many, yeah, yeah, there's many different multiverses that could yeah. happen here. Exactly. Another passenger said uh, the man attacked young women and tried to strangle them. He banged the sides of the cabin and the windows. He was walking along the cabin and beating passengers. He came up to me and asked if I know him. I said no. So he punched me too. <laughs> yeah. What would you do if you're on a flight? This, you know, yeah. I was thinking about this, and you, when I, you read these these uh, this, the shenanigans that happen on these uh, these flights, I've never once been on a flight where there's been some crazy altercation. Like no, that. me neither. I mean, I've had I've seen some arguments, but nothing like nothing like this where there's been like physical altercations. But what would you do if a guy was doing that and he came up and just like said something to you and then slapped you would you fucking go into full on attack mode uh yeah I would <laughs> same, yeah, same yeah, with yeah, me yeah, I mean yeah. especially in th- actually in this situation depends on if I was like with my girlfriend or something I'd be like you know or with my sister I'd be like trying to protect them yeah but I would be yeah ready yeah I'd be ready to attack yeah man and it's like I don't even know with this thing it's like they probably can't land the flight early because what are they flying over? The <laughs> fucking Dialatov Pass or something Gulag in Gulag or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah what are they going to do? Yeah. Uh, a steward tried to push him away. Then he punched another man. And finally, several men joined in. And we managed to force him down on a vacant seat. At one point, the man was shouting about Olympic gold medals. Olympic gold medals. Yeah. Interesting. Maybe he was trying to win like a gold medal for assholery or something you know, <laughs> do you think, those out. Do you think he was upset that uh, Russia was barred from the Winter Olympics for doping probably and maybe that's what it is maybe he's one of these uh, Soviet super soldiers yeah Ivan Drago here or yeah, something yeah. Jesus uh-huh. yeah like the Black Widow I think that's what he is <laughs> if the Black Widow slapped babies around <laughs> slut shame babies <laughs> yeah oh man uh, so yeah, armed police came on board uh, to detain the man when the flight landed. Later, the man went berserk in a police cell at Novosibirsk's Tolmukchevo airport, banging on his cell and taking off his shirt. Passengers said they did not believe the man was drunk, and the airline does not offer alcohol in economy class on this route. Something must have happened. He must have been on something. Yeah. I mean, for this to happen. How soon into the flight did he lose his shit? 
Does it say? It doesn't say. Oh, it doesn't say. So that because that's what I'm wondering. If like he drank a lot before he got on the flight and then lost it, or if it's like mid-flight, all of a sudden you know now we're in. If passengers said that they don't think he was drunk, I think Russian people know when someone's drunk or not. I thought everybody there is drunk all the time. That's good. <laughs> I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. God, yeah, I, that is terrible. I do, I do think it would be funny though. Is if like you know, there's a vacant seat. They manage to like subdue this man and bind him with like belts or whatever, and then you have to sit next to him for the rest of the flight. Yeah. <laughs> like, what, I mean, that that's my luck. That's what would happen to me if I was like, you know, I, you know, I'm sitting in the exit row or whatever, and there's one seat next to me, and that's where they put the crazy. Yeah. And then it's like the rest of the flight, like, hey, man, <laughs> how's it going? <laughs> Quit manspreading, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Slut shaming mm-hmm. babies. God, that that's a nightmare scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I'll ever fly a Russian. I don't think I'll ever fly a Siberian airline. <laughs> I don't think there's any opportunity for me ever to fly one. I, I hope to God I never end up on one. Yeah. You know? I mean, I what is a Russian airline? I don't even know. Like, is there, you know, maybe like, this was the Winter Soldier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, anyway, we have phone calls coming up next. 323-522-4032 is that number. Um, before I get to that, though, here's a word from Adam and Eve. Spice to your sex life? Go to adamandeve.com. You'll get 50% off your purchase, free shipping, two adult DVDs, and a product so sensual, we can't even mention it on this podcast. No, no. Just type the coupon code DIDDLE upon checkout. So I got a few phone calls to get to people. 323-522-4032 is the number for the drunk dial line. Remember to keep it under three minutes. Uh, you know who we, who we got called from? I think we were talking about him last week. Schlitzy. Uh, Schlitzy. Yes, I told him to call in. Oh, did you tell yeah, him to call in? Yeah, All did. right. So Schlitzy yeah. called in with an update about his life. People, you might remember this guy. He uh, became a male prostitute for a while. Uh, <laughs> he tried to kill himself a, a number of times. And it's in and out of rehab, uh, but always a uh, very interesting caller. Yeah. What's up, you two stupid fucks? It's Schlitzy, Schlitzy, Schlitzy. I don't know how to pronounce it. And formerly the guy who, who tried to kill himself. So as Harrison noted way back in an episode that I'm a rehab lifer, and I haven't called in because I've been in rehab. Um, a, I want to say thank you, Harrison, for the idea with the phones, because I did that. I brought in a fucking uh, phone, and I've been able to jam out to your podcast and all. Wait a second. Did you say, like, Sneak in a foam prison style, like put in a condom and just shove it up there. I did not. This you, is not what I said. That is not what I said. <laughs> I said, bring two phones, one of which that's a, that bring a phone and bring a, like an iPod, right? And then like ask to use them different times. And then at one point you just switch them out. 
Oh, you so switch that, out the phone. With yeah, the yeah, iPod. yeah. So then you have your phone on you all the time. So no oh, I don't even yeah. see. That's a good yeah. idea. Yeah. That's probably better than shoving that iPhone. iPhone sixes and iPhone sevens Ooh, are pretty large. Big. I don't that'd think be real big. Be difficult. Mm. Yeah, be worse than a digit up the ass. Mm-hmm. My other ones while I've been here. Um, so I got a call with a sex update. <laughs> so I had. I'm full of all sorts of scum scumbag life hacks, you know. So <laughs> there you go. I've fucked my therapist, and I'm currently calling from her house right now. It's her birthday, so she took off the day, and she's off all weekend as well. And I fucking dipped down with her in, uh, wow. in her car to her house, and we've been fucking all day. And uh, I just want to say that's pretty awesome. Like every fucking drug addict in there in, in rehab wants to bang their therapist, and I totally did. Um, she, I fucked her asleep for her birthday. Um, yeah, that's it. I just wanted to tell you, like, I know. Did he say he fucked her asleep? I think he said he fucked her on, her, on his birthday or her birthday. On, I thought he said, I fucked her asleep on her birthday. Huh. Maybe I'm not hearing that right. It's a terrible, terrible idea, but yeah, I'm doing it anyway. You know, I'm an addict. What do you expect? But I've got 71 days clean. Woo. All right. Love you guys. Fuck you, D. What do you think? Do you, have you seen a picture of Schlitzy? What do you think he looks like? Have you seen a picture? I, I haven't, haven't seen, seen a picture. picture of him. Okay, because in my mind, I envision... He's like young. He's like 29. Yeah, I, I kind of picture him... He doesn't him, look a day over 39. I picture him looking like uh, Leonardo Leonardo DiCaprio in What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Okay. You ever see that movie? Uh, fake, yeah, a long time ago. DiCaprio played the, the most yeah. convincing portrayal of a retarded kid I've ever yeah. seen. Yeah. And I was like, this is dead on. Yeah. I thought he was actually retarded until I found out, no, he's not. He's an actor, a normal actor. That's what I picture Slitzy to look like. Like a guy who looks very retarded, but he's not actually retarded. He's not a bad looking guy. He's probably a good looking guy for like centrals to southern Jersey, you know? Okay. All right. Yeah. So he's like a Jersey looking dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the situation? No. Okay, not, not, like, not a Jersey not, Shore Jesus looking guy. Christ. No, come on. <laughs> what about the guy with yeah. the hair? Most of those be... people weren't even from New Jersey. The guy with the hair was from Rhode Island. <laughs> Get your shit right. Uh, okay, but I'm just trying. Right. What famous person does he kind of look like? Dawson's Creek guy. Uh, he looks kind of like um, who's the guy with the? the... He looks kind of like a young David Letterman. A young David Letterman. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, okay, all okay. right. Yeah. All right, I can a picture bit. that. I, that's how I met, yeah. Does he have a gap in the teeth? He's got a little gap kind of thing. Nice. Going on. Yeah. So it's interesting to me that a therapist yeah. who works in his rehab with a bunch of guys, works with him, yeah. knows his history, because I'm assuming he's telling how he goes on a Craigslist and just yeah. hooks up with just random people or random dudes and all this other stories of like, you know, hooking up with a, or meeting a prostitute and going and getting yeah. drugs and stealing a car, that she would have sex with him. Right. Well, it's 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 a I mean it's a sign of a remarkably unprofessional, unethical therapist. Well, it makes me wonder who's the therapist? Is it a Harley Quinn? Yeah. <laughs> but seriously, I mean, there's a problem here. Yeah. Uh, How'd you get hired? Yeah, it's it's. I mean, look, a lot and, and a lot of times, be a therapist for for drug addicts. There's a very low bar. 
Like a lot of times, you don't need a master's degree. You just need to take a class and be a junkie at some point. Oh, because you you had been a junkie. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people counts to be a counselor. Junior college degree. Yeah, yeah. There's not a lot of like. It depends on what kind of therapist she is. But I I remember I was I'm jealous. I'm jealous because this is like a thing. This is like an achievement. This is a real achievement. Have you ever boned any your therapist? This is an Xbox achievement. (laughs) Um, No. No, I, you know, it would have been a great achievement for me to do that. I never did that. I, I think what he, he sent me a, a, a message on Facebook about this. And uh, it was, I was, I don't know, I was in a bad place at the time when he sent me this message. I'm depressed, I'm miserable. And I got, he's like, I fucked my therapist. And I'm like, fuck you. I didn't, just didn't, an, I didn't even answer. <laughs> <laughs> Go fuck yourself, dude. I was, in, I was not happy for him. I was totes jelly, as the kids say. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah, yeah. So, and then, and then I think I mentioned it to you. It was last and week, you were like, tell the call into the show. And I'm like, oh, yeah. All right. I'm like, tell it to the hotline. Bro. What I want to know is how did yeah. he court the therapist? How do you court your therapist? Your therapist knows your intimate details, your therapist knows what the fuck is wrong with you. Right. How do you court someone like that? Well, here's the thing. It depends on this person was a counselor or like a therapist. Because if you have any therapeutic training, whether it's a a master's degree in psychology or even a master in social work, they teach you not to get too emotionally involved with your... Too wrapped up. You know, too wrapped up. Because if you did, you'd go crazy. If you got too wrapped up in other people's fucking problems and pathos and bullshit, you go fucking nuts. So there's actual training they go through and not do that. It's like professional know? objectivity. Yeah, and they, yeah, and they drill the also the ethical aspect of it into your fucking skull. But in a lot of these rehabs, they, these rehabs are just like, they try to save money. They try to pinch every fucking penny, these cocksuckers, hmm. you know? So a lot Is of this- times you get these counselors who aren't really that accredited. Yeah, I wonder. That's what I wonder. Yeah. Is like, is she an actual therapist, or is she like, you know, a porn star who went to junior college or something? It'd be interesting to know. You know, so yeah. Well, congratulations, because there, it's like, Schlitzie. Cause, yeah, because especially if even if you have a fucking brain in your skull, you know, even if you're unethical and you're not that professional, if you have a brain in your skull, you're like, you know. Sure, I'll fuck a you know one of my patients, even though it could easily get me fired. I mean, they they know how to keep a secret, right? Drunks are great, yeah. secret keepers, or drug you addicts, know? exactly. Yeah, they're great at it. Well, that's the thing. When I court a woman, I'm trying to mask all of my flaws. Hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to conceal all those, so she has no idea who she's actually dealing with until later hmm. on in the relationship when it's too late for her just to like you know ghost me. See, I don't Whereas, do that. That's what I used to do. I don't do that anymore. Do you just write up? I'm just like I'm unemployed. I'm a mess. I don't give a fuck. It's amazing how you still meet women. Come home with me or don't. I don't give a (laughs) shit. You know what I mean? It works. It works. I, you know, I I usually use the maybe because I'm not as fucked up as you are. So, but I usually tend to, uh, yeah, to hide all of the uh, the flaw, the character flaws until Mm. later on. Yeah, and then just be like, yeah, you can't ghost me now. You know, it's too too enmeshed in each other's lives. Whereas, like a therapist already knows everything that's wrong with you so the fact mm. that she's still having sex with you means there's something probably wrong with her yeah 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 i mean there's something wrong with most therapists so, yeah with most you know. people anyway yeah. congratulations there schlitzy mazel tov good on you good on you all right we got another call here from uh vicky if you remember vicky from the uk she's weighing in on asmr all right hi guys it's vicky. Well, I'll warn you now, 
and a little bit too much wine, but I wanted to ring you because I posted something on the page about ASMR, and um, that woman, mm. that link I posted. I want to ring sick in wrong, but I gotta got a belly full of wine. I gotta say, I don't think yeah. Vicky has a voice for ASMR. No. <laughs> I really don't think that's so. like, hello, yeah. I'm Vicky. Yeah. I'm yep. scratching the paper, yeah? That's what I'm doing now. I'm rubbing this paper, making a noise. Yeah? You're getting sleepy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm whispering in your ear. Like, I don't think it would work as well. Yeah. <laughs> Brushing your hair. Okay. And she does all that weird shit. That noise of her slapping her lips or like, like, like just... Nah, nah, nah. A little, oh, my, I nearly launched my phone across the room. That is just hideous. And I'll tell you how bad it is. Because I'm probably not the only one out there, but I've got this thing about baby monkeys. I fucking cannot stand baby monkeys. They make me... <laughs> All right. Uh... Who who has that much involvement or encounters or thinks about baby monkeys enough to really hate them? That's strong of like an averse sentiment like that. I don't understand it. It's a a fucking monkey. Who cares? A baby monkey raped my father. (laughs) Once. What what did a baby monkey ever do to you? I've been on a one-man campaign to kill them ever since. Did she say like there's a lot of people out there? Or or she doesn't know if there's a lot of other people that also hate baby monkeys. Yeah, there aren't. So, there <laughs> yeah, aren't. I mean, baby yeah. monkey to me, mm-hmm. I think baby monkeys are really cute. Yeah, you know, they sit cute. on their mom's back, or sure. they hold on the mom's fur, and yeah. then they like. Eat. Have you ever see them with their little baby monkey hands eating mm-hmm. like a fucking banana? Sure, a grape, whatever. Yeah, a grape. It's yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's fucking yeah. cute, man. Yeah. That's cute. Feel murderous. I fucking hate them. Chimpanzees. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> little baby Java monkeys, and, and all the, I can't remember the others, but oh my god, they enrage me. And I don't even know what to do. So I'll tell you what, the feelings I had listening to that woman do that funny lips. Oh my god, I, I, fucking, oh, just. What does she do when she goes to the zoo? She she She's, calls all the baby monkeys sluts. Apparently, yeah, I was about to say, yeah. does she go into like full yeah. on rage, like yeah. a Russian man yeah, on yeah, a yeah, Siberian yeah, airline, yeah. just like fucking slapping people, yeah. strangling, yeah. you know, like uh, <laughs> fucking yeah. Yeah. women and men yeah. and babies? I, I don't get yeah. it. It's like what? God, fuck you, Coco. <laughs> yeah, you're not fucking fooling anybody. <laughs> you fucking slut, you mm-hmm. little baby monkey slut. Mm-hmm. Like what? Why? Like why, I don't know. Vicky, I need to know the origin of this hatred. Like yeah. Why baby monkeys? And mm-hmm. is it just like chimpanzees, spider monkeys? What about orangutan baby? Is it yeah. all monkeys? Like all primates? <laughs> yeah. That's what I want to know. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just terrible. I can't, I can't deal with it. I don't know what it is about I am, whatever it is that you like, Harrison, but fucking I don't like anything. What is it? What is she talking about? I don't. I, I don't think about fucking primate babies. You, I think about the Muppet babies a lot. That's something I think about quite a do bit. Do you think she sees red when like yeah. someone gives her like a curious yeah. George book? Yeah, <laughs> she's just like, God damn it! Yeah, just starts smashing it. I think so. Like, I don't. I don't understand. Like it's yeah. 
You don't have anything against baby monkeys, do you? No, she thinks apparently I'm a big supporter of them. A b- you're a big supporter of baby No, monkeys? did you hear what she just said? <laughs> She's like, Harrison, I don't know what you see in them. You know? Maybe, okay, maybe she's saying she doesn't, doesn't understand what you see in ASMR oh. and not baby monkeys. Oh, okay. Maybe so, we're switching back to the ASMR. Yeah, okay, I'm okay. thinking that because it's okay. like I, yeah. you know, I've known you for a while yeah. and I don't mm. think I've ever seen any kind of proclivity towards baby monkeys. No. That Muppet Babies, yes. You yeah. do talk about the Muppet Babies incessantly and uh-huh. sometimes it's a little bit annoying. Yeah. But it's the the baby monkeys. I haven't really heard you ever bring that up. Pretty neutral yeah. as far as they go. <laughs> yes, you know? Exactly. Yeah, I don't, yeah. That's the thing. I don't really have any feelings against them or for them. Right, just, yeah. They're monkeys and they're babies. Right. Well, get pick a side, buddy. You well, know, I like them better the, than human babies. Yeah. Human babies scare the shit out of me. The revolution's coming. Pick, yeah. pick a side. I was in the room with Art. A fucking chinner. Anyway, that's that. Weirdo. I also wanted to say shit story that I'll just remember. Alright, just to just adjust the whatever the hell that was at the end of that. Um, I think she's referring to I you know, we we've uh we did an episode about ASMR yeah, some time a while back, ago, yeah. You know. And uh it's probably come up here or there, you know, since then. But um you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm not into ASMR. I don't really like the stupid noises. It doesn't do anything for me. There are some that I like the content of, like when the when it's just a woman um, doing diagnostics on her mech suit, and she's just like, "Okay, I'm I'm testing the uh, the mech arm, hmm. and I'm I'm testing the uh, the interface." of the uh, mech suit now you know and and it'll be like there'll be beeping sounds or the one where Funky Kong consoles you after a rough divorce remember <laughs> who? Funky Kong from Donkey Kong Country he was Donkey Kong's cousin that surfed and was cool oh wait yeah. I do kind of remember Funky Kong Funky yeah, I Kong, do remember yeah. that there's a series of them with Funky Kong where he, he consoles you after a rough divorce how? while, while he drives you to the airport <laughs> <laughs> what's his voice sound like? just like hey man you know it's, uh, he's it's not like a surfer, a little bit, like a bro. Like a little a, bit. He doesn't sound how you think. Like he Patrick sounds. Swayze in Point Break. A little bit. Okay. All yeah, right. I yeah. can see that. I can see that being comforting. Um, Did I thought you were into like you said you found it soothing before you went to bed, like a woman brushing her hair. That was that what it was? No, it's the women who pretend that they've they've kidnapped you. Okay, and that's what. I, okay, that's, that's what, what I was. like. That's yeah. what you liked. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because a lot of people like will watch these yeah. ASMR videos, and it's yeah. the sound of a woman brushing her hair yeah. and talking about it, and that's what they find yeah. soothing. Like, Don't struggle. You know, you're not going to get out of those chains. You know. <laughs> That shit. That's what I like. And it's more so the con... I mean, the whispery shit is, you know, it's a nice soothing thing to go to sleep to, but it's more so the content. The content. Than whatever. All right, I can kind of see that. Actually, ages ago, but I'm probably going to run out of time. Um, My mother-in-law used to be a a kind of what they call a HA health care system hospital. Her first week there, she was on a geriatric ward. And there's this old man, he was a little bit a little bit um dementia. And his relatives come in and visit him. And they bought him some a, a, a bag of fun sized Marsars. So little ones, little snack sized Marsars. Without confiscating nothing. Because he wasn't allowed to eat anything uh brown because they needed to see if he was sorry, this is gross, but if he was sick, they needed to see whether it was chocolate or blood. So they confiscated him. When she went around to check 
I'm confused. Hmm. She, he's not allowed to eat anything brown. Yeah. Because they go through his shit. Yeah. Why, wait, I don't understand why. Like they're looking through his shit to see if he's swallowing things. I guess so. That's bizarre. That is weird. Because I guess it looks like shit. It comes, I don't know. Something. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. From the end of a shift, he was eating what he thought was a fun-sized Mars bar. Oh, no. He was eating a fucking chud. <laughs> Bless him. All in his teeth, chomping away on one of his jobbies. <laughs> anyway... That's my contribution. Oh, my God. <laughs> Love you lot. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. You know, if you're eating a turd, I don't know if it's possible to have a fun-sized turd. I think they're all decidedly unfun, regardless of the size. Turds are not... Turds are never fun. No. They're never fun. No. Um, to most people. What did you do, Vicky? Did you take it out of his hand? Mm. Brush his teeth? Like, what do you do when you got an old guy with dementia eating a turd? I think you, wait, you wait till he's done, man. Or you would let him finish it? Yeah, because it's, it's better to just let him finish it and then brush his, tell him to brush his teeth or something. You, you have to be like, oh my God, have him realize it and whatever. You're a you know? way more considered mm. orderly than I would be. I would break out a fucking hose and mm. hose that motherfucker down. Okay. But he didn't know he was eating a turd. Well, it doesn't matter. I'd be like, put it down. If he didn't comply, hose. Yeah. With like the fucking jet stream thing. That's Planet of the Apes. So it's Planet of the Apes is what you're doing. I'm just saying, I think it's like the only way to really teach them not Mm. to eat turds is with a hose. Mm. You know, break out the rubber hose. Mm. Um, Jesus Christ, Vicky, that's terrible. I hope you quit that day. That's what I would have done. If I was in Vicky's shoes and Mm. I was working that job, guys eating a turd and they're like, you got to stop him from eating the turd. I'd be like, you know what? I gotta resign right now. I ain't I gotta do shit. I don't have to do shit. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm resigning right now. I'm gonna go home and smoke weed instead of stopping an old man from eating a turd. Jesus Christ! Right. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. What if it was a baby monkey eating a turd? That's fine. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what. Yeah. I just wonder what Vicky would have done. Oh, she'd fucking rip its she'd fucking <laughs> head off its goddamn shoulders. <laughs> what do you think she'd do? She'd have killed it. Yeah. Uh, the the last call we have here is is a, a an interesting one. This guy called in. I think he's French. I think, hmm. but he called in several times. There we have several phone calls, which I'll probably spread out over the next few weeks. But this one, uh, yeah, he has some opinions that he wants to share with us. Hey, bon d'enculé, this is a Frenchman. I am absolutely tired of you listening to all this stupid podcast. Um, well, shit, dudes, man, I've been listening to you guys for way too long to remember. And I'm Wait a second. pretty fucked up, or at least fucked up enough to talk about a couple shit. And the reason I'm calling you, man, it's just I've been listening to you. This guy's so drunk, he can't even maintain the accent. Oh, okay. I, I thought he was just starting, and I'm like, thank God he's not going to keep this up for the whole call. No, I think he's he still trying thinks to, he's doing it. I think it. he thinks he's doing it, but he's oh, too why? drunk to properly okay. maintain it. Yeah. So, uh, which is, I, I'm actually happy, because I didn't want to yeah. have to hear that. Right, yeah, no. You guys are way too long. But the reason I'm calling you right now is because, oh, you fucking cats. I'm actually listening to episode 620. I went on your Facebook and tried to check out what kind of mugs you guys have on you. 
But the bottom line is, get rid of the fucking cats for crying out loud. We're the same age. And practically, no chicks loves a guy who's got cats. It just. I beg to differ on that one. I've seen that happen. Like, I've heard, you know, I've been on Tinder and I've seen some profiles of women be like, yeah, you guys have cats. Nah. You know what I mean? But fuck them. They're stupid. Anyway. You know, in my experience, I've noticed that. That's one thing I noticed on Tinder and Bumble and all that. Yeah. You pose with Mm. a picture of a fucking hairless cat. Mm. That gets more girls than anything. Sure. I mean, yeah. that gets more girls on Bumble than like mm-hmm. saying you're a fucking CEO of some whatever company. Because right. these girls will write to you and be like, is that your cat? Mm. Oh my God. I think girls mm. do like cats. Right. And I think I've, in my experience, yeah. I've met a lot of women that like a guy who has cats because right. they think you're like nurturing or something or, right. or you have a softer feminine side that yeah. they can relate to. And, and a lot of people, though a lot of people like dogs... It's annoying to date somebody with a dog because it's like, oh, great. So now you just, I, you're never staying over, huh? You well, know, that, that's that the other thing. problem too. Yeah. Is I noticed a lot of, because when you have a, per, when you're dating a person with a dog, the dog has to be everywhere. Yeah, 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 the dog's yeah. like a little retarded child. It's like yeah. you got to deal with it all yeah. the time. Yeah. So I think a lot of uh, like adults, especially in a city like LA or mm. New York or something where people are busy and have things going on. They like to date somebody who has like a low impact pet. Yes. If you're going to have a pet at all. Yeah. So if you're going to have a pet, a cat is low impact. It can mm. sit by itself for hours, days even. Mm. <laughs> Whereas a dog, you can't do that. All right. Well, let's, let's hear this guy's fucking edgelord opinions on cats. It doesn't make any fucking sense. All right. So I'm going to keep you on this three minutes. And once again, this is a Frenchman. Oh, God. Um, I am a uh, California But uh, you guys uh, are just so, such Philistines and Nikon poops. I cannot bear to listen to your bullshit. Um, but anyway, I got plenty of fucking stories for you. I got a couple of shit stories which I've been saving up. Maybe just one I'll share with you. Um, you guys are awesome. Been listening to you since uh, D and Wackerly talked about a pink sock. Imagine this, man. The first time I logged on to you guys, you got some fucking tranny talking about a pink sock and then going on the immunity system, listening in cars. Oh, yeah. It just doesn't. It just, I don't know, man. It, Juliet Stray. Okay. She uh, she's a friend of mine. I haven't talked to her in a long time. Actually, we should have her back on. Mm. She, I, I saw her on Facebook recently. She's gotten so much plastic surgery. She looks like a monster. Yeah. Like her lips are huge. Mm. Her breasts now are like double G's. They're massive. Mm. She looks like a monster. Hmm. Um, but uh, she was great on the radio. She used to do radio uh, out east or in Chicago or something. She used to do radio, and so she was great when she was on the show. But she told this story about how she was hanging out at the Power Exchange Sex Club in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And basically, she was just sitting in a box, and every dude in there was just jacking off on her, like full-on bukkake on her face. Yeah. And she said, it was, I was like, how many guys? She goes, I don't know, like 40. Mm. So 40 loads on her face. Mm. And then afterwards, there's no showers there. Mm. And she didn't have a car. And she didn't have enough money to take a cab. So she just got on the bus, the Muni bus, and just took the bus home, covered in 40 loads of semen. Wow. And I was like, what did people do? She goes, well, no one sat next to me. Mm. I was like, 
God. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I hated public transportation in San Francisco because mm. of shit like that. Hmm. But yeah, that's an interesting first show to listen to. <laughs> I loved it. It was fucking awesome. So I'm actually half inspired to uh, write you guys a review. However, give her the fucking cast. I can't believe you, Harrison. Harry fuckingson. You know what? Harrison sounds like harassment. You know the way people have been talking about harassment this day? Harassment. Whatever. I mean, he's not wrong about that. <laughs> like, <laughs> if, if I ever got Me Too'd, and ironically, despite the fact that I'm a deviant, I will never get Me Too'd. I don't, I don't have the self-esteem required to do what the Me Too guys do. Um, but... Uh, yeah, you're not that type I'm to not, do that. Neither yeah, am I. I'm, yeah, I'm, not, I'm yeah, not. I'm also yeah. like, I'm not a dick. I'm conscious right. of uh, visual cues. And, you know, it's like I've never yeah. been in that situation where I would do yeah. that. Yeah, I was reading an interview with Artie Lang and they asked him about what he thought about the comedians. And he's like, yeah, that, that, that will never happen to me because whenever a woman wants to sleep with me i'm like are you sh really are you sure are <laughs> i'm you amazed usually yeah, yeah yeah wow so, okay you know how so, drunk yeah. are you but wait i had a point oh right but if i had and it was in the news for some bizarre reason it would be harassing harrison that's what they <laughs> say that'd be the, the headline harassing harrison yeah. yeah that works yeah it'd be good fuck it means man it's just you know i know the discussion altogether but harrison for Falling out loud, man. You actually kind of sounded pretty cool. You know, the feathers, I didn't care about this kind of shit. But the cat, for crying out loud. Fucking cats. Get rid of the fucking cats. I can't believe this. Anyway, I think How do you I'm get rid of a cat? Three minute, I don't even um, know how you do that. Mark, bond, don't Listen. Okay, right. how about this? Why don't you get rid of that stupid asinine French accent? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not working. Yeah. You know? I don't know where you're going with that. Um, yeah, cats. Like, what, mm. what does this guy have against cats? I don't know. I don't get it. Like, why, why would you want to? Mm. Who cares? Yeah. You know, the main reason mm. I have a cat is because I don't have to put that much mm. effort into it. It's mm. like, I like having a pet, mm. but I don't have to put much effort into it. Right. I don't have to take the cat for walks. Mm. You know, I got to sit there and play with it every now mm. and then. But other than mm. that... It's like they're a very low-impact mm. pet, and that's mm. about as much effort as I want to put into having this pet. Yeah, right. It's a good antidote to the fucking soul-crushing loneliness of the world. You know what I mean? No, you know, um, that's the thing. It's like yeah. a lot of people say, well, mm. cats aren't companions. They yeah. are. They'll, yeah, they'll yeah, chill yeah. with you, you know? It's like, and they'll mm. hang out with you, and, they, and, and that's the thing. It's like yeah. uh, when you're our age mm. and you live alone, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, <laughs> it's helpful to have an animal. Yeah, you know, because de I definitely would have hung myself in the last few years if it's because every now and then you're like, yeah, you know what, this is looking better and better. I should, I should. and then you're like, wait a minute, I get to feed this idiot, you know. So it depends like, on oh, you. If you yeah, you yeah. having a dependent yeah, yeah. there, yeah, so, and then I think that's the yeah. thing. And then you all of a sudden you're like, mm. I guess I, I do kind of have a purpose. Yeah, something yeah. right, sort of. Yeah, a mouth to feed. Right. I think it's a good thing. It I is think a it's good a good thing. thing. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, apparently, uh, oh, it's such a fucking crime. Well, to, 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 to the fake fucking mime over here. Yeah, to, to guys with fake yeah. French accents. Yeah. Um, anyway, looking forward to hearing your other stories. Mm. Lose the accent, please. Uh, people can call Sigur on Hotline 323-522-4032. We did get one email I want to get to real quick. Uh, this is coming in from uh, Jim Dog. He goes, hey, D. 
Hey, Harrison, just listened to a few of your excellent informative podcasts, and the subject of Chinese shitters keeps coming up. Do they sit or do they squat? I was in China with my missus a few years ago, uh, so I may be able to help you with this question. In all the hotels we stayed in, the dirt boxes were standard Western sit and shits. Thanks, fuck, for that. In other places, such as trains, bars, bus stations, and the like, you often got a choice. Sitter or squatter are available in different stalls, sometimes without doors. Hmm. It's interesting that they give you the choice. Yeah. You think it'd just be cheaper for them just to have, you know, squatters because it's a hole in the ground. Yeah. I couldn't figure out if this was for the benefit of the Chinese themselves or for visiting Westerners. I'm guessing the former. In public toilets, mostly they just had squatters. No doors, nothing. Just an almighty fucking stench. That's kind of insane. Mm. So do they have stalls? Like, are there walls? Or do you are you just squatting in a hole right next to another guy squatting in a hole? I don't know. I don't I've want never to been to China. Yeah. I, you know, I kind of want to know. Hmm. Maybe we'll use that with our Patreon money. Go to China just to take <laughs> a shit in a bar there and see if we have to you know, shit in a hole. Sounds like a worthy experiment. <laughs> mm-hmm. At one point on our holiday, we spent 27 hours on a packed train traveling from Beijing. It's depressing to note that the single shitter, one shitter, on that train was still in better condition at the end of the journey than the toilets on most English trains are at 7.30 on a weekday morning. Hmm. Ugh. Okay. They truly are fucking disgusting. Keep up the quality crafting. Especially enjoy the recent interview with Norman Oler. Solid stuff. Almost verging on a serious fucking podcast. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Good day, yeah. Jim Dog. Thank you, Jim. Yeah, we're that close to getting serious recognition. Nice. Yeah, right. Uh, people, you can support the show by becoming a sick and wrong patron. Mm. That really is the best way to support the mm. show right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just go to patreon.com slash sick and wrong. We are posting new content, just Patreon-only content all the time. Every week, we give you a Patreon news story and a couple extra Patreon-only phone calls. But we're also doing other stuff like outtakes. Uh, Harrison this week posted uh, a digital copy of Brooklyn Gladiator. I did. Your book. Yeah, my new book. And we also have patient-only videos as well. So yep. if you just go to patreon.com slash sick and wrong, sign up today. I think the lowest tier is $5. Sign up today, and you'll have access to all this bonus content. We yep. do appreciate you helping the show. And the best part about it is you get the, um, the extra audio stuff every week right to your fucking phone. You know? Oh, yeah. You it's can really download, Yeah, the RSS feed goes right yeah. to your phone. Yeah. So, so it's actually kind of cool. So it's like almost, uh, I mean, it's almost having like two shows a week. Uh, also, buy some Sick and Wrong merch at the Redbubble store, sickandwrongpodcast.com slash store. Just click on the picture of the Pope. Finally, here, the Sick and Wrong song of the week we came in from a guy who calls himself Interbred Monkey. I'm thinking, Vicky would hate this guy. Yeah. yeah. He's definitely. interbred. He's a monkey. At one point, he was probably a baby. He probably was a baby. Yeah. Uh, he says, this is what I think D would be like if he ever dated a chunky chick. Hmm. He sent in the song, Turn Out the Lights by the band Steel Panther. Okay. You ever uh, you ever see them? I've never seen them. I'm vaguely familiar with them. You know, I think it's a good thing to to do once. Mm. It's a it's a very LA experience. They they parody hair metal, right? And they come out on stage and they kind of parody that whole generation of hair metal. And they usually perform somewhere in the Sunset Strip. And what's funny about it is they typically bring out girls from the audience and they like goad them into showing their tits, kind of like back in the eighties. Yeah, and then. Normally, there's like a famous person in the crowd, and like I think when we saw it, they made Dane Cook come up on stage, 
with like uh, one of the uh, I think it was Izzy Stradlin from Guns N' Roses. Yeah, and they ended up doing Welcome to the Jungle, and surprisingly, Dan Cook actually sounded pretty good. Okay, yeah, he sounded pretty good. Mm. Um, but I mean, it's a it's a fun show to see once. But they're uh, they're very talented, actually. I mean, they they do some pretty damn good hair hair metal renditions of some of the famous songs. But even their originals are good too. So we're gonna end the show here with Steel Panthers. Turn out the lights. And by the way, I have dated Chunky Chicks before, just for the record, okay? Um, thank you, uh, Interbred Monkey, for sending that in. People will be back next week with episode 626. Until then, take it sleazy.
Blackley. He looks like the manager of the arsehole store. Goodbye.